0: Welcome to the Forward 40 podcast, where we highlight the experiences of 40 women of color on the rise in the nonprofit and social enterprise sectors. This is an ode to our foremothers, a healing circle of our unique experiences, and a bridge of insight and wisdom across generations. Welcome back everyone to another episode of Forward 40. Very excited to have our guests with us today, Liz Alicone, who is the founder and director of Project Pulso, which is a Latinx-led social enterprise uh, that focuses on media that is related to Latin America. So welcome, Liz excited to be here and to be chatting with you, really looking forward to all we're going to share. Yes, I am too. I am too. And
1: you're
0: based in Florida, right, Liz? I am in sunny and often humid Miami, Florida, yes. (laughs) Well, the weather in the Northeast is getting a little better, so, (laughs) you know, your attempt to kind of like throw shade about it being sunny, we actually had... Um, a good week of sunshine up for the dwarf. Um, but yes, um, uh, very happy to have, uh, our first guest from Florida with us. Um, so Liz, uh, we briefly, um, just chatted just about your journey to being a founder and a director of Project Pulso. And, um, you shared that there were like two pivots that you can recall that kind of brought you to, um, your current position, can you share more about like what that growth was like for you and what what those key pivots were in, in your journey? Sure. So
1: I think I'm a trial and error person and I'm always doing something. So these pivots came from both my own reflections and life personal moments but also of actually doing the work which is a a new kind of personal hashtag that I've been using but Mm -hmm. really describes me I'm always doing something and the first pivot which was exploring media and thinking about what it would look like to actually use journalism as a place to make impact, given that I grew up with a journalist mom, I think it was after working in newsrooms that I realized that being an objective communicator and working in journalism as, as that bucket would be defined was not quite the place for me. Mm -hmm. And it, it, it took, yeah being in a newsroom for one year and doing it my all and and it was one of the most formative experiences of my life, but it led me to do different work along the same lines,' not that form mm.
0: coming from like and growing up with a journalist mom um then what inspired you to kind of create this platform that is one that is very busy nowadays
1: yeah so that art is exactly where that first personal pivot started how how you're kind of framing the the journey towards buso but of course so much happened in between before arriving at this point and if i can build a bit more than on that pivot away from journalism as it's pure form mm-hmm. I think I've always just been trying to find out how to use my voice and being a presenter of the facts if you will which is very much how I think of journalism or at least good objective journalism how we used to think of it 10 years ago it's <laughs> such a noble cause right and despite what many in our mainstream will have you thinking about and I will not use the two word phrase that starts with F and then N. Correct. Right? (laughs) We're not going to say that here. We're not going to use it. (laughs) We're not going to use that. But before those two words that we now say so often, it was such a noble cause. And I wanted to be part of that noble cause. But thinking about just being an observer of things that were happening and, and presenting it in an objective way and then letting the person on the other side kind of make their conclusions just didn't feel like enough. And I, as you can tell, have a lot to say. <laughs> and wanted to shape so much of, of my surroundings and and after giving it a shot and having um, kind of followed in my mom's footsteps and seen that our environment was volatile and there were there was like a a lack of conscious building or narrative building that all led me to say okay I can't be objective I still want to communicate I still want to share which is the core of communication just not in this space and then many uh trial and error or doing the work moment continued for me over several years that landed me to wanting to connect media and politics which is Mm -hmm. I guess my other love that's taken a bit a while to get there to share but Trump being elected and the continued volatility that I was feeling in 2011 and 2012 which is when I was in the newsroom where so many things were happening and then our polarized politics and then Trump I was just like okay Lord please (laughs) Lead me to a place <laughs> where I can uh, find a way to connect politics and media mm. and now Project Bush is here. So that's still leaving a bit more for, for explaining that how we got here, but
0: yeah.
1: I think that's that's chapter two before getting here.
0: And then I mean I I, I mean I appreciate that you shared just in your reflection on it being several steps, you know, sometimes people um, think that the the journey is rather immediate. Um, and there were several points of reflection that you had in your career to arrive at this particular point. Um, and you shared that there was, uh, in, in order to kind of like help launch Project Pulso, um, there was Accelerate Change, who is a nonprofit media lab. And um, how was that, like, how did you come to find this hub of support for the genesis of Project Pulso? And then I, I was also curious, um, for those that either feel isolated in arriving at the point of launch for, for their vision uh, and for their creative projects and pursuits, what would you advise um, they do to be a part of a community of peer entrepreneurs?
1: And now we're at chapter three. (laughs) Yeah. This is, this is the third act. Totally. So Accelerate Change has been instrumental in me even being able to say that I'm the founder of a startup and that we're two years in, and that Project Pulso is this digital media platform organization venture however you you would like to describe it whatever makes sense to folks who hear about us that is reaching half a million latinos growing number now in facebook messenger primarily sending stories about news entertainment culture that reach latinos all over and that's a a simple sentence but when i told you earlier about the pivot around, okay, journalism, exploring it, not quite it, years of trying other things, still knowing that that's the core, literally praying about what what should be my next step and knowing that I wanted it to be media and advocacy Mm -hmm. or media and politics and and specifically centering our community, then I started reaching out to my own community and I have been so blessed to be surrounded by and to also prioritize and continue to cultivate incredible friendships Mm. throughout my life and I started with my core group of friends I knew that I wanted to leave the job that I was at before this and so before I formally began my search I told the close group said hey this is the work that I want to do. If you hear or know of anything, I don't know what it's going to be, but if you think it remotely sounds like me, send it my way. And mm. it was a close friend who sent me the job description for an entrepreneur in residence at Accelerate Change to start this new Latinx project, building media for folks and communities that traditional media was ignoring. And so Accelerate Change does, the incubation process for people like me and projects like um, for other communities. And so our predecessors and the ventures that have led the way to allow us to be here are PUSH Black, that serves the black community in the United States, Mm -hmm. Revolution English, that serves English language learners, and Parents Together, that serves uh, diverse parents also in the U.S. And so the fourth frontier, as I always say it, for. Accelerate Change was building a media service for Latinos and they wanted somebody to come on and do that and here I am after many an interview and taking a leap of of faith but intended um, to to start something that I had never done before with with this new with this new project so that's that's, I guess, the first answer of how I arrived here and and what does it mean and how Accelerate Change plays in the picture, and they're very much still supporting us and aiding us in the incubation process as we become a a fully formed venture. And in terms of the community, of how you find that and and how folks can cultivate that, it's a journey, (laughs) It's a trial and error journey. You just have to do the work. I think the first place to start is googling all the things that may be available in your city of meetup, whether it's women in tech or whether it's um, a local organization that may have meet uh, and greet or may have a happy hour. That's a lot of what I started to do after I was even in the incubator. I was like, okay, I'm now an entrepreneur, so I gotta plug myself into what this even means. And starting from there, you just go to a lot of things. Most of them will be a waste. You might not meet anybody cool or interesting <laughs> or kind, but after going to, like, 25, hopefully, you'll have some spaces that that resonate and make sense and feel like home.
0: And, you know, thank you for that, Liz. And also, thank you to your friend. And, I mean, your friends and then the friend that um, passed the opportunity along because it was through your... Your diligence and reflection on what it is that you wanted to do, even though it wasn't as finite as a title um, and as finite as in like what your day to day would be like. You had a general sense on where your passion um, was and where it lies. And then that is what, you know, through persistence, prayer, you know, here you are like that that is just amazing um that you didn't lose hope (laughs) and you didn't lose faith uh throughout the process and that um you you had a community within that was being very attentive to you taking this leap of faith um to help you along your journey so um sometimes people underestimate that, like just the power of people that are in their immediate circles and tend to think that they have to, um, go to a number of networking events, just like, as you mentioned, sometimes they could be a waste. Um, (laughs) and then sometimes sometimes you don't know what you're going to find when you get there. Right. So it, there could definitely be, you know, gems that are in the room. Um, when you go to these events but yeah starting starting at your core first and then um working outward for sure that's great and you know if, if
1: we could take a moment to reflect on that and relationships are so much at the core of, of how i've gotten to where i've got and, and i so don't mean that in any sort of success um quantifier really just work in my life just still here and happy and thriving in all the other ways that don't necessarily include professional the professional sphere. it's the people that have helped me get here and Mm -hmm. the people who have shown me that they shouldn't be in my life and 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 we we have to constantly be renewing Mm -hmm. those in our space which i think is also important and if we don't feel like we have a circle that we can trust of um, mentors or close friends or or people that we can intimately trust that's okay even with one or two people we'll start focusing more on those people that do bring you life and joy and help you thrive and then you'll expand your circle and sometimes it takes a a purging of sorts to see who truly (laughs) can offer that for you so I I just want to say that it's it's also hard to discern who in your life could be that for you. Mm-hmm. Um mm-hmm. and I, I make it maybe sound easy and I think what I've tried to protect myself and all your listeners from feeling is this is not a linear, easy journey. Um and it's it's a lot of trusting yourself as you trust others, because there are a lot of friends who send me a lot of things that also were not the right fit for me. And that's okay too. And it was all with the best intentions It wasn't like this one job opportunity that came to my inbox by this one dear friend. And now it's all perfect. Definitely not. And, um, and I think it's important to share that, that part too.
0: Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Um, and it, It reminds me of um, an event that I went to for an organization and I sit on the board for that focuses on entrepreneurship for students uh, of African descent. And um, the the facilitator, the host, um, she was talking about, you know, as you're considering your entrepreneurial pursuits or Uh, wealth building, you will have to assess, you know, kind of like who's in your circle and um, having those conversations about wealth, (laughs) having those conversations about um, just growth, finance, money, things that largely in communities of color are not necessarily things that we discuss, you know, at the dining room table. Uh, And she also mentioned you know, have like your your two people that are your your go to, and that may not be as easy to identify as at first. Um, but it's kind of like you like you mentioned trial and error. Everyone does not have to know every single step that you're going to take uh, because you're going to get people that you really care about and you may love, but they can't necessarily come along with you on this journey um, and some people may actually feed more doubt in your direction than what you need uh in order for you to to persist and to um to carry on with your pursuit so yeah thank you thank you so much for that um so
1: yeah
0: but yeah to everything you said retweet yes yeah. <laughs> <laughs> retweet yes <laughs> Oh, my goodness. Um, And I guess similar to that, you know, the work that you are doing with Project Pulso is nothing short of busy nowadays, (laughs) Um, just really uh, being a hub of that communication, community narrative of um, just the diaspora and Latin America more broadly. How are you able to maintain a sense of balance? You know, like when the nature of your work is, it's it, it's kind of there's a level of resistance that's in what you share, and then you're also um, hearing it from. You know, you have outside, quote unquote, you know, the the FN and, (laughs) you know, this outside media that um, is sharing uh, how the very community that you represent uh, and that you are sharing stories on behalf of is like under attack and scrutiny. So how do you pretty much maintain balance and also turn it off, Liz? (laughs) How do you do that? Yeah,
1: those are great questions. Well, the first thing I'll say is I have a great team. We are now 10 people on the Bursault staff that are doing this work. That's and creating amazing.
0: Congratulations. Congratulations. Into, yes,
1: it's so exciting. And it's, it's uh, wow, I say it a lot and I can't even believe it after being a solopreneur for yeah. a month. <laughs> started. and. Now we're here. Uh, Wow. So it's so exciting and it's such a crucial year for us to be able to staff up with people who are so passionate about this work and want to create long-term narrative and power for our community. And so it's really my team being here for the right Mm -hmm. reason Mm -hmm. that allows this work to even be possible. And and I, I can say that wholeheartedly every single person on the Puso team is here because of many of the reasons that I share they want to build alongside each other and they're creative storytellers and at heart really no matter if they're working on the bot building side or on the data side or on the ad side we all really care about this work and so It's a lot of credit to them and their dedication, and that we're in it together, and that we can step back together. And Mm -hmm. when crazy news comes out about our community, like the shooting in El Paso last year, where Mm -hmm. Hispanics were quite literally under attack, and more than twenty perished in that massacre in Texas, Mm -hmm. and that Walmart on that day, Mm -hmm. we step back together, and we grapple with it together, and we talk about it, and we don't pretend like the things to your very point that we're writing about and sharing about are not affecting us because mm. we are part, we are our own messengers correct? and we are our own story. So that's, I think that's the first place. And to your second point about balance, I don't know if I am achieving that <laughs> to be honest. Um, but I do have certain practices that, I hold sacred and that I make room for, the first is my dancing uh, pursuit, if we want to call it that. I really, really, really love to dance, and it's the way that I most like to stay active, and so I've found a great place where I can do that regularly, and when I'm up for it, which is most days, I go, and it's my hour a day to just be there and in movement with myself and no phone. So that's something I do to disconnect. Um, I really, really, really enjoy spending time with friends and family like we all do. And so especially my friends and family who may not be a part of this work or mm-hmm. in the trenches, are mm-hmm. just as valuable and their work and their pursuits is just as meaningful. And so kind of disconnecting from my world and yeah. learning about theirs is, is another really important way for me to just plug back into kind of the everyday work and the organizing media storytelling world. Mm -hmm. Um, I love to read. And one more thing that I would do is I love to travel and my husband is the best travel partner ever. Uh So (laughs) we like to take our time off and we're both so Involved in, in things that we care about here, and work, and family, and all that. And so, even taking a couple of days somewhere doesn't have to be far or fancy. It is a way that we make sure to also turn it off and rest and be yes. with each other. And it really does help to be away from your everyday life. So
0: I think those are the things that I do. To well, you know what? Thank you, ahead. thank you, because you are putting me to shame, and also. <laughs> reminding me of um, what I have sat on for some time. So like the dancing, I was like, wow, like, ding, 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 Imani. (laughs) Um, I have been saying for some time, like, that is going to be my release. And it used to be. um, And you just sharing that is just a reminder for me not to sit on it any longer and to tap back into that um yes, yeah. do it. yes do it, do it, do it. so so thank you Liz <laughs> yes So, yes yes
1: yes yes I want to hear about wh-
0: wh- what you does to I mean I already have it's like my, my mother was able to uh I think it was probably like two years ago that's why I'm just like yeah you put putting me to shame um she gifted me with classes you know for For samba classes, and again, I've been sitting on it, and I just need to just do it. Um, So, I for everyone that's listening, and and thank you again, Liz. I'm I'm going to (laughs) I will start next week. I'm going to start next week
1: to see how that samba class went. Yes.
0: (laughs) Oh my goodness. Um. So I like the the community that you. That you have with amongst family and friends, uh, whether they are deeply in the trenches of the work uh, or not, um, you have been able to find benefit and uh, and also be embraced by those that are working alongside the movement as you as you called it, um, and. You, When we spoke previously, you said, you know, ordinary Latinos on the front lines that are doing extraordinary work to shape America. Uh, can you speak to, like, why that allyship has been important to your work and how it has helped guide your your passion to share stories of uh, the, the ordinary, right? Um, the ordinary that's not necessarily to to devalue um but just to say like it's not the overly celebritized you know um one that's in the media
1: Wow, yeah so so much there and i'm i'm just moved just like you with the dancing i'm like wow this is what i get to do every day yes you do thank you (laughs) i have have the best job in the world and what a privilege to be doing this work in this time just hearing you say that i even get emotional and it's such a such a privilege and responsibility that I take so seriously. And I think the motivation in money comes, of course, from my own life experience, which is where everything comes of being my mom, who she would say one day I'm speaking to uh, a janitor, the next day I'm speaking to a president and, mm. and they both are of equal value. And that was the beauty of being a journalist that everyone mattered and everybody's story mattered. Mm. And I took that with me and, and, when we're thinking about our community, 32 million eligible Latinos across the country, sixty million Latinos, I think, we are going to be um, maybe more, I guess, since this is this year, so we'll see. But that's a lot of people, with a lot of everyday realities that um, may not be connected to those of us that are part of movement and power building and all of that, which, not to minimize that also movement, and I'll get to that in a second, but think when you're in deep mission-based work you're so passionate about it and you care so much that you could start to get a bit resentful to mm. those ordinary everyday people who you are serving right. right because you're 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 so dedicated to the mission and you care so much about the inequality and the lack of access to health care or the um uh or the, yeah, the xenophobia that people might be feeling in this country or the polarization or the discrimination. There's so much, and it's heavy work. And you will then meet someone who may be from your community who's not signing the petition or going out there and volunteering or actually knows as much about the issues, but that's our work, right? Is mm-hmm. to say, yeah, because they're Maybe they maybe have two or three jobs, or they have a mixed immigration status family, and they don't have time or energy for that. So, our job, those on the other side, is to build community and make systems more equitable and open for those everyday people to be able to have access and be able to think of those more transcendental things like changing hearts and minds and systems that those of us are organizing, right? Yeah. So, I think it's that connection between my lived experience and reminding myself of all the people in my life who have given me so much who are most of them not in the trenches doing this work and what their lives are like is a good way to ground me and bring me back and then to your point about movement I have just been doing this work for two years and I've um become of course more and more aware of of the movements that have come before us and those that have allowed us to get here and of all the organizations across the country that have been on the front lines Mm. doing movement work. And I just have nothing but respect and highest regard because this work is not easy and learning from them and learning the history of their movements, whether it be um, workers' rights or whether it be economic justice or climate justice or whether it be, all the intersection of all of those movements that have existed for much longer than what Purcell has been around, that also helps sustain me. And, and, yeah, just being in community with those folks who have been doing this for much longer is a wealth of knowledge, and, and I couldn't do it without, I guess, both of those spaces, and I often find myself in the in-between, and, mm-hmm. and here we are, and it's the best place to be.
0: Thank you. Thank you. And um, there's also like a sense of humility that uh, just in your reflection, but it's also kind of reminding us to have in the work. Um, So often you can become so immersed and entrenched by a particular cause and mission that um, it becomes very, macro right uh and you can lose sight of the actual people uh that you are working on behalf of the community that you're working on behalf of and it could also border like elitism right like because you have access to certain circles or certain language and diction that um the very community, people, culture um, that may mirror your own, but you're also working on behalf of, um, may not be an exact mirror, right? And how do you remain humble in the work with that in mind um, is also very important.
1: Absolutely. And you saying that is another reminder for me, Because I I have to tell myself this often, I can definitely suffer in my own moments of despair, which Mm -hmm. sounds dramatic, but I get in those places. And, you know, this week has been particularly intense, it's super Tuesday, and every week seems intense, right? But I can also be in my feelings, which is also okay, Uh, another thing to add to your list. Yes, that that is okay. (laughs) Yeah, feel them and have them, but... I can also get on my own righteous soapbox with myself and hate everyone for everything everybody's not doing to advance all the things. And so it's also important for me to play this back to myself and money and, and it's a constant reminder. I don't think I'm anywhere near there, but always seeking to, to be. And so thank you too for repeating that back so beautifully because it
0: made me reflect as well. Thank you. Um, I needed to hear it. um, Like right before our call, you know, I'm sharing with you, like I had to do several breathing exercises (laughs) because um, when you're doing this work, just being able to share the stories um, of women of color that are just persevering and uh, that are leading, uh, and oftentimes, we are overlooked undervalued um it's a it is a mantle that i am so grateful um to to hold and it's also the weight right of oh my goodness (laughs) like i am one of them (laughs) like i am her she is me um and we we still need to um Make sure that we are being gracious to ourselves, as well, um, and having those moments of, "Hey, if you're gonna break down, all right, fine, <laughs> you know, like find find also the space to build yourself back up, um, and if you're in a bout of rage, okay, cool, um, <laughs> find yourself to recover from that. Right? Uh, you yeah. Know, life, life continues, and there there is more gifting. Um, that is within us to continue to share uh, in the work and in the world. So, yes. Um, Thank you. So, Liz, um, we will transition to the tea affirmation. Okay. Uh, (laughs) And um, I know that this has, you know, been a week. This is just been... It seems constant, right? Uh, but we, we are still able to push through. And um, I will just turn it over to you to give us the your tea affirmation for us to hold on to. My
1: tea affirmation. The moment has come. Ooh.
0: That is the exciting. Moment
1: the moment has come. I think... Yeah, the moment has come, and that just came from that came straight from from my heart. I had so many words that were stirring since we started to chat and through the conversation, but the moment has come, and, and I think I'm inspired from your woman of color leading in this moment. It's us. We are them. You are me. I am you, and we are here. Yes. And
0: it's it's our time. So the moment has come. I love it. I love it. That just gave me chills. Um... The moment has come. I love it. Um, So, Liz, how do people stay connected to you, to the work, um, and just tapped in to what's going on within the community?
1: Yes. So I would love for folks to subscribe to our subscription messaging service. So if they would go to Facebook Messenger and at the top of their search bar, instead of searching for a friend's name, they could search Project Burso, P-U-L-S-O, Pulse in Spanish, and they can start getting our messages. And they can also find us on Twitter and Instagram at Project Burso. And you'll start to see our many stories of Latinos on the front lines and all of our, our wonderful culture and humor and news and history that
0: we want to share with the world thank you thank you thank you um so definitely subscribe follow um be tapped in and liz it's been such a pleasure you are such a beacon of light um and i truly hope that um you know you're continued to be showered by love of your family and friends to continue this work and i look forward to seeing how it expands um, and how it also inspires the next generation of leaders that are coming up behind us. So, thank you.
1: Amen to that, Imani. And I look forward to seeing how Samba is going to.
0: <laughs> look at you holding me accountable again. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> oh my God. Until we connect again. Sipsis, Selah share, and continue to serve.